And what's good, everyone? Welcome to Geeks Who Watch Football. I am your host, Jeff Jackson. Joining me for the second ever time, my wife, the ultimate backseat gamer <laughs> and backseat driver, depending on what you prefer, uh, Mrs. Emma Jackson. How are you today, Emma? Or tonight, whenever the heck this is. I'm swell. Swell. So the reason I have you on is because we just got done playing Resident Evil 8. We played it through. I think it took us about nine hours to complete. And I brought John because this is a good perspective of not just playing Resident Evil, but from a backseat gamer perspective too, to the many girlfriend, boyfriend, wife's husbands out there who have to endure somebody playing this in the background, how it relates. And that's just my dog hacking in the background. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm drinking water too fast. I ain't cutting it out. It's staying in there. But... Just to clarify for everybody, this is a we're gonna do the first part of excuse me, the first part of this spoiler free. And then when we come back from break, we'll get into the story details and spoilers. So for the first like 20 minutes or so, this is gonna be spoiler free. So if you have not beaten it yet, if you have not played it yet, you are free and okay to listen to. So initial thoughts, I'll start with you, Emma, because we already did our Resident Evil episode prior to where how you came into the series all that fun stuff what did you think of resident evil 8 spoiler free i thought it was very good not as good as resident evil 7 um but that i think just generally speaking it's because it wasn't as scary for me um resident evil 7 was a big horror focus and this one wasn't, I don't know, it just wasn't as, it had a few, like, jumps, a lot of jump scares, but other than that, like, overall, I wasn't, like, scared the whole time, so. And I think depending on what you're coming into this game expecting is what you're going to like. Like, it should be noted, this is a direct sequel to Resident Evil 7. I am in the same boat as you that overall, I still like Resident Evil 7 more. I think Resident Evil 7 is a better game, but... Resident Evil 8 to some will some people will think it's a better game, which is a good compliment to it because I think you and I were worried that this game was going to disappoint us. Yeah, I mean, it's hard because with Resident Evil games, obviously they're direct, they're, um, I guess, sequels to each other, and they do all relate to each other, but so you can't not compare them. But if you try to just take one game at a time and say, is it a fun game to play or not? Like, yeah, I would say it's a good game. Yeah. I don't think it has quite the lows of like the boat scene from Resident Evil 7. So from a gameplay perspective, I think it's it's a better game. It's looking at the inspiration. Resident Evil 7 was heavily inspired by Resident Evil 1 and Resident like the OG Resident Evil. So Resident Evil 1, Resident Evil 2 and some modern horror titles like Outlast, PT and etc. Whereas Resident Evil 8 is more derivative of Resident Evil 4, Resident Evil five like that mantra so it's more of the it really does remind me a lot of resident evil 4 i keep coming back to resident evil 4 and i keep saying resident evil 5 vibes because there are action heavy set pieces in this game not to the level of five but to the point of you know it is a more action focused game i would say the resident evil 7 was yeah it is but yeah i think and we can save review scores for the end of the review obviously but so you get into what did you like that this game did well? We just covered that it's not quite as good as 7. What did you like about 8? Because me personally, I covered I like the gameplay. I like the um, return of the... My favorite part of the whole game was the weapons vendor. The fat guy who rolls out because he reminds me of like the welcome stranger type of guy from Resident Evil 4. And I liked him, the selling of... When you kill a boss, it's very Dark Souls. Like when you kill a boss, you get a lot of money, which you can use to upgrade your guns, buy ammo. It felt like there was a lot of variety to what you could do. And I liked the shopkeep. I liked his mysterious ambiance. I liked his background to it. But I have a favorite thing, but I don't know if I want to say it yet because it's kind of a spoiler. 
Yeah, don't if it's a spoiler, don't do it. <laughs> I mean, you could beat around the bush and say, is it a story? You know what I mean? Element of it? Is it a part of the game? You know what I mean? Specify like the end of the game is what you like, or without you don't have to get into detail and save it for the spoilers if you want. But like, I'm gonna save it. Okay. Because <laughs> I don't know how to say it without spoiling. But I do like the bosses for sure. Yeah. Um. It was very similar to seven in that way that you kind of have the different boss stages that you go through. Mm -hmm. I think each of them had four, maybe I'm not remembering. Right. But like there's Mia, you fight. And then, um, yeah, the dad, you fight the mom, you fight Lucas. So you have like those stages and this game was very similar with the bosses. Um, I'm just pulling up here because I did take notes. I just remembered that. Like, uh... What's funny about the game is I don't even know if we played. I think we played it the way that they want you to play it in terms of the boss battles. But I don't even know if you can really do it in a different order or not. Because I don't think so. Because the gate, the keys unlock like and you it. build upon the keys. Each Each world, you get a different piece that combines with the existing key. Gotcha. Like you have the unborn key and then the unborn angel key, which you get from beating one boss. Because when the fat guy, whatever, does he have a name? The shop guy? I just said gunsmith, but he does he have does. a name, I believe. He does tell you his name. Because um, like when you get to that part of the game, he kind of is like, oh, congrats, you beat the giant lady. And then, but just kidding, you have... You know, the doll girl, you have, I'm really blanking on the names. What's the guy, the factory guy? Someone Heisenberg. Heisenberg. And then the fish guy. Mm -hmm. So he kind of introduces it in a way that it seems like you could choose any order that he wanted. But He did, and you had the map open up with their icons above it. But I do feel like it was very one. You had to find the keys in a specific order. It still guided you that way. I think the only part you could gallivant around is the village itself. Yeah. You could do that and still encounter random bosses and stuff like that. I really like the enemy design in this game, too. I like it more than the molded. I know you don't feel as... I like the, the molded better. Yeah, I think like they were blobs. creepier to me. Yeah, they had like the teeth sticking out of them and the stuff, but I just like the Van Helsing style of the werewolves running at you and stuff. And the creepy vampire chicks. Like it, the game does open up or at least have the illusion of opening up once you do Lady Demistreu's section, because that's like you start off. And the game starts very, I don't even want to try to say, I'm not going to say it with a French accent. That's why. <laughs> I, don't know how you, I don't know how you're supposed to say it. Demistreu. But yes, um, they start off similar with seven and eight, both having you meet the family, quote unquote. Like you meet this group, you're like, oh, I'm going to have to fight all of them. And they're yeah. all in this room at the same time. And that's what happens in this game, too. It starts off that way. Mm -hmm. And it starts off with an outstanding, like, Chate's defense scene in the village before you get captured. And that's not really a spoiler. It's kind of shown in the trailers. But it's very, the demo covered part of that dump that part but it gets really chaotic and hectic and you think to yourself i know you called one of the big werewolves thor with a big old hammer <laughs> no, or zeus? Like zeus oh zeus yeah I call him zeus. and he comes around you know freaking manchu up the wazoo and all the lion's mane and he just like wrecks your shit like and then you're thinking to yourself am i supposed to die here but i don't know exactly how far you can make it i think there is a thing like dark soul style you can kill him in the beginning but it just takes a there's some some of these enemies are bullet sponges. I'll tell you that much. Like the pistol well, and that, sucks, and like the big, I don't even know what it's called, the big black werewolfy animal monster. You never we we only see that once, right? I don't feel like I. No, oh no, I, you do encounter it later without yeah. spoiling it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got. Because I was like, wait a minute, do you only encounter it once? But no, there's more to it. No, he kind of haunts the whole, the whole thing. You don't know when he's going to pop up. So without, and we can get into the, the more details, I think, because we covered some of the positives. Like I said, I like the action. I like the customization of the guns. 
Um, this one felt more like an action heavy game because I think you pointed out when we were playing it, like you don't run out of ammo as much where seven, oh, you were yeah. like seven, you were like skimping by It's definitely different because I think seven more like an outlast game where you are the really saving that ammo and your batteries and outlast. Like you, when you find one of those items in the ground, you're like, Oh, thank you, Jesus. Like I'm not going to die now where this game is totally I mean, you played it on like normal mode. Yep. So maybe normal mode was too easy in that aspect, but. There's only one time I ran low on ammo and it was at the end of the but game. But I think that's why, that's part of the reason why I don't like the game because that takes out the horror aspect of it, of you're fighting for your life. Yeah. Where when the game gives you so much ammo or like too many save points or something like that, then you're not really like in a panic mode. Yeah, I especially with the shopkeeper guy. I think the story, as much as it is like Van Helsing style, and I like it, it doesn't lend horror as much as Seven did either. The structure, because obviously, like I said, we can get into details in the spoiler territory. I like the story as much as Seven's, but in terms of a horror game, I think Seven had a better story, if that makes sense, without getting into spoilers. Yeah, I think so. Like Seven with the. I think this this game's story was kind of a stretch. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's kind of like plot holes <laughs> it's a stretch it's like all right is this real life i don't think so no i like the um so i like the level design of the creepy village i know they were trying to do something different versus a haunted like a haunted house again which the early resident evil games are known for um there are horror sections, like one of the highlights to me of the game, and it's not really a spoiler. Well, we can get into detail in the spoiler part of it, but the dollhouse, I think, is a horror part of the game. Yeah, I would say so. That is a traditional Definitely, horror, yeah. yes. And it's not just <laughs> the jump scares. It, you have the heebie-jeebies the whole time. You feel uncomfortable, unnerving. Yeah. So it definitely is. It's just like whatever your preference is for game style. Obviously, I'm a horror preference over action. And like I said in that other Resident Evil podcast, we talked about like, I haven't seen you play all of the Resident Evil games. So like, no, I don't really know Chris Redfield's storyline as much as I know Ethan's and stuff like that. And Leon, but like, I watched you play the ones with like Mr. X and Nemesis and those and had a Mia storyline. Like, those are all horror heavy. So, this one was just not as, as horror to me. But I think what this game tried to be, and I think the one positive to keep going along the positive vibe is I think you and I discussed, and I know you've watched me play a fair amount of them. It's like when they were designing Resident Evil 8, they wanted it to be the ultimate Resident Evil game. Like, they tried to take a bit it's and piece. It's almost like a finale. Yeah, of like every single game. Yeah. Like they took bits and pieces. Like, like I said, the action sequences and the influence of Chris Redfield. That's not a spoiler because you see him in the trailer. Um, anything more would be a spoiler. But with Redfield, is Resident Evil Five esque to me, with action heavy, with what's going on. I think Lady Dimitrescu is Mr. X. They tried to make oh, her like yeah. Mr. X from Resident Evil Two, where. She isn't, but she's not as horrifying as to me as Jack was in Resident Evil Seven, because no. <laughs> Jack was more creepy. Number one, even though Dimitrescu was like a ten foot tall, you know, gigantic Amazon woman, but you kind of like Jack was creepier, and he would just come through a wall on you, Nemesis style. Like all of a sudden, you'd be you know cracking a safe and <laughs> in through the hallway he comes, and you instantly had to just drop everything and scurry. Where I feel like Dimitrescu, you could just be like, okay, you like, how many times did you see me? Like, okay, I was never completely panicked seeing her. I'm like, no. okay, she's got rules. She has to go through doorways. I'll narrow her or lure her here, and then I'm gonna run to the gun uh, to the Duke. That's the name of the gunsmith, by the way. I just remember the Duke. She can't come into the safe room. I'm gonna avoid it. You know, and Mister X was, you know, not very intimidating looking either. But he had sections early on where he was intimidating because same thing, he busted through a wall at first, but then he's kind of like ominous and he just appears and runs at you. Where Dimitrescu kind of just, you know, she's nothing more than you see her. You can outrun her and you just, you know, 
you're good. I think her her daughters are more terrifying than she was. Yeah, because the daughters would, would follow you everywhere and you just had to book it. And they would chase after you like legit chase. But I agree with you. I like the boss fights. I think those are a highlight. I think Yeah, they were all fun, honestly. All the boss fights were good. Um, they were all different, which I like. Um, once you figure out what it is you're supposed to do. The only boss fight I did not like was I feel like there was one I did not care for at all. It wasn't really a boss, but it was. And I think I know what you're thinking of. I think it was Zeus. Zeus, yeah. I hated the Zeus boss fight. Crash I remember like, when you were yeah. playing it and I was like, I think this is the only boss fight you've really died on. And the, and it was just annoying because you had to keep replaying it because it was freaking impossible. And I only had like 10 bullets of pistol because the lead up to it was very tower defense like. But I think that's the benefit of it. I think even if you are a traditional horror fan like Emma and I are, there's something for you in this game still. I think there's something for each and every person. Like... So if you are a Resident Evil fan, I do highly recommend, no matter which Resident Evil you favor, if you are more of a Resident Evil 4 guy with Leon, or if you're one of the OG people, Resident Evil 1 and 2, I still recommend picking up and playing it because there's some nice wink winks to Resident Evil fans. There's mentions of Umbrella. There's mentions of the BSA. There's mentions of Redfield, obviously. There's ties into past Resident Evils without spoiling anything. Like, it all ties together. And I think it's a good game still. The gameplay is that fun. I think I'm going to play through it again. I might do the easy mode, though, because I want it 100%. I like and actually find the collectibles rather than. Yeah, I think it's a game that's got enough horror for horror fans. And if you're kind of squeamish about horror games, it gives you enough to not crap your pants <laughs> yeah there's never a part where you're completely <laughs> like, even with like you said i don't even want to try and say it with the big ladies <laughs> part you can just you know where to run to escape it i like you said i think the doll is the creepiest part but that was pretty fast it was over quickly yes i think that felt like the shortest part in the whole game or shortest area yeah so i mean and it's all like a creepy vibe to the game but not as not as scary as so if you're not into spookers i still think the spookers it will suit you so we covered that we while we both don't like it as much as resident evil 7 we still think it's a good game we still think compared to the other resident evils like i said to me what don't you like about we just covered what we're trying to be positive right now i can start it off and tell you exactly what i don't like about resident evil 8 besides the fact that it wasn't quite as scary I absolutely loathe Ethan. <laughs> Ethan Winters as a character. I know he's supposed to kind of be like you, the playable character, but man, his dialogue is cringy. Like, this is 2021. Like, good God. This is like 1999 level. It's like watching, yeah, like a cheesy 80s movie. Oh, like, it's so cringy. Yeah. Oh, my God. How many times did I call out Ethan of like, you dumbass? Oh my god. He's an idiot. He really is an like idiot. Like when he walks into the house and it's all destroyed by the monster. It's like, huh, <laughs> they must have gone out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They just went out for groceries. Like, there's a couch torn in half. There's a hole in the roof. And there's like half the garage caved in. And he's like, oh, I wonder where they went. And every there's nobody in the village and there's werewolves running around. And he's just like, huh. He's so he's, stupid. Seems pretty fishy. <laughs> like, oh my god. I'm trying to think of other examples. That's the one that comes to mind, especially too. But I want to say with uh, Mother Miranda, he's an idiot too. Like he points the gun. It's like, freeze. It's like, yeah, what's that going to freaking do? But there is like really dumb other parts too. I mean, he even does dumb stuff when it comes to like Mia and like. Yes. Yeah, I don't want to spoil, but like. Well. His motivations are clear in the he's first like, game. Mia, is that really you? And Mia, why would you do this? Just stupid. He was very dumb in Resident Evil 7 as well. Resident Evil 7, it was clear he wanted to get his wife back. He kind of stumbled through like an idiot and found success. And this that's, one, Can I just point out, that's like the main stupid point of this game. Is that the last game was this man chasing after his wife <laughs> through the creepiest house and village. 
then this game is basically it's like start it's like the same starts the same, same way yep but instead of him chasing after his wife he's chasing after his daughter yeah and it's like oh dear jesus ethan how did we do this again <laughs> what is this life oh well, i know they do make puns to that too of like why does this keep happening to him and because he's special he's special that's what's talked about all the time but, and it's kind of funny because I do think some of the dialogue of other characters is very well voice acted. Like Lady Jermistreu, um, Heisenberg are very well voice acted, I think. I think they're fine. Mm-hmm. Redfield has a little bit cringy here and there, but he's kind of okay as well. I like Redfield. Mother <laughs> Miranda. Bothered, Redfield only bothered me when he's got the stupid lines of like, I'm good, guys. And then two seconds later, guys, I need help. Yeah, he's yeah, he's the Beatle action movie star. But that's kind of how he was written. Same with Leon. They both have their cheesy dialogue moments. <laughs> but I don't like the writing. That's the one thing. I don't like how it is a plot for plot very similar. Um, I like three of the world areas, which are the dollhouse, the water area, the Demistreus castle. Even the ending segment I like a lot. I do not like the werewolf area. That, like the factory? No, before else? that. Where okay. you fight Zeus. Oh, okay. Because the factory I wasn't keen on either, but that still had scary moments of like, whoa. Like, I don't like the werewolf area because to people who haven't played it yet, and this isn't a spoiler, there is a werewolf area in the game. You see werewolves in the trailer. It's very tower defense like of okay, there's the gate, folks. To get through the gate, you gotta kill these fifty werewolves running at you. Yeah. And then you go through the gate and there's another fifty werewolves, and it's a very open map layout. It reminds me of Gears of War. And I like Gears of War, but I play Gears of War as a shooter, not as a horror game. And it's just meant to use up your ammo. That's what I felt like it is. Like, okay, an alarm goes off. Yep, set up the landmine, shoot the, you know, barrels. And I don't mind segments like that once in a while, but there's like a straight hour of this. And I'm like, oh, no, they're making the tank. And Resident Evil 7 made the same mistake with the tanker scene. But even the tanker scene, I feel like, is better than the werewolf area. Because the werewolf area is just utter blah. You're just the whole time thinking to yourself, is this the end? Not of the game, but of the era. You just want to move on to the next one. The other areas I was very fine with because they cover different aspects of horror. And like I said, I like the other areas in environment and level design. But I th- those are my two main complaints with the game. I don't mind the length. It took us about nine hours to beat it. Most horror games are anywhere from seven to ten hours. I think Resident Evil 7 was about seven or eight hours. So Outlast, I think, took us six or seven hours. Like... That's mostly the Silent Hill 2, which I beat last year again for the whatever time. Took me about seven, eight hours. Like that's usually the typical horror spree because if you go too long, it just drags on a little bit. Horror is meant to kind of get in and get out, I feel like. Like that was my main gripe of the Alien Isolation. It was like 20 hours, which was way too long for a horror game. My heart just couldn't take it. But I feel like that's the main complaint. Is there any complaints that you had besides it? So, like I said, for me, it was a cheesy dialogue. Ethan is a main character, and then the one particular werewolf area. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say the final boss fight is frustrating. Yep. <laughs> um, I think I died the most on that one out of all the boss fights. I would say the other thing that kind of annoys me of the game is that the first part, which is all like in the demo and stuff with <laughs> Demastreyu, I don't know if that's how you say it. Close enough. Um, that feels like it's half of the game. Like that feels very long to me of the game starting and you're in the castle and that whole, that whole section and then leading up to to beating her feels so long and then you're like okay good we can move on to the rest of the the things and the duke tells you the different bosses then basically that you're gonna have to fight and then you get to like the doll and it's a very short section and then you move on to the fish guy and he's a very short section and then obviously like um 
Heisenberg is is pretty long. Him, so it's kind of like the beginning and the end sections are super long. So like if you don't like the castle vibes or the factory vibes, that's going to be annoying. Yep. And then the two bosses in the middle were pretty pretty simple. And you pretty could fast. tell that was the focus of the game too of tying them in. Like that was cuz you see them arguing in the beginning and once again not a spoiler cuz they show it in the trailer. Heisenberg and Lady Dimitreu is they're the two focuses of the game besides yeah. Mother Miranda. Like they're the two and it's kind of like the other ones they had in there but they're like eh. Okay. Well, I like, don't even know. I don't I mean they I don't even know where they, they probably were in the trailer but like I don't even know that they were like bosses yeah they were shown so from quickly the trailers and the demos like you definitely thought that demonstrayu was like the head boss pretty much that's what i assumed from the trailer that she was the big boss fight yeah they perceive it that way um yeah. and that heisenberg definitely would be like an annoying character but yeah you didn't even know the other two really existed and I was a little disappointed that they were so short. Yeah. So I think that's like a good summary of the game from a nutshell standpoint for both of us before we go to break. Like, I think it's a flawed, it's a got a, it's a horror game that has enough there for literally everybody. So if you're a fan of Resident Evil or a fan of horror, you owe it to yourself to play it, especially this year when there's not a lot of great games. It's the first year of a new system. It always happens. The first year is kind of a eh. But I think it's still worth playing. Now, is it the best horror game of all time? I don't think it does anything particularly well to make it the best one. Like, even for Resident Evils, I think if you're into the more action-y, cheesy vibe, I think Resident Evil 4 does a better job. But if you're into the more horror vibe, I think Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 7 do a better job. But it still stands alone as still a good game, in my opinion, on its own right, to where you should definitely pick it up and play it. That's like our... Spoiler-free review. Are there any final thoughts for you, Emma, before we go to break? I'm going to make a comparison. And your listeners might not give a crap because I'm going to compare it to Grey's Anatomy. Oh, dear Jesus. <laughs> but <laughs> the current season of Grey's, and lots of TV shows will do this, um, they're trying to do the fan service of... You know, this, I don't think it is the final season. But anyways, Grey's Anatomy current season right now is throwing everything at us of past characters coming back. They're throwing dead people who died in the show are coming back. And, like, they're throwing everything at us and putting couples back together that fans have always wanted together. And it's like they're doing the fan service of we don't really care what's happening in the show right now, but we're going to give the fans what they want. To make them happy. And I think this is what Resident Evil is doing in this. That's a good point. Yeah. In this game is there's been freaking eight now. That's a lot of games to be all connected in a series. Not counting the spinoffs. <laughs> yeah. And so I think that's really what this game is doing right now. Of It's like a finale where they're giving us, oh, you like the horror of, of seven? Cool. We're going to give you parts of that. Oh, you like the action with Chris Redfield? We're going to give you that. Like, and they're tying in everything from all the other games, I feel like, with Umbrella, like you said. And so. And we can get into more detail with the spoilers, too, which will obviously be more story based parts. There will be some gameplay loops, too, we throw in there. But so, yeah. Resident Evil 8, spoiler free review. To those of you who don't want to be spoiled, now is your time to get the hell out. For those of you who've either A, already played it, or B, don't give a crap and just want to know our whole 100% unfiltered thoughts, stay tuned, and when we come back for break, we're going to discuss it. Yeah, we didn't have any Resident Evil music on cue, so unfortunately, Emma's getting a little loopy. It's like 10.30 at night I'm here. Drunk. You're drinking. I'm drinking a Red Bull here to stay awake so I don't keep yawning into the microphone. Our dogs are passed out. You can't hear them in the background, luckily. So there's that going for oh, us. Oh, he is passed out. <laughs> He's like zonked. <laughs> you know, in between breaks, we're looking on the Zillow for houses or in the house hunting market. We're losing our minds. Yeah, so we're going a little crazy. Resident Evil was a nice departure for us. Oh, it so was. I was so excited to play this game. I think it was Girlfriend Review said it's backseat gaming perfection. And I think it was for you. Because this is the first time in quite a <laughs> while 
when you were asking me, you would ever after dinner, you would sit on the couch. I'd come out of showering and you'd be like, so we playing Resident Evil. We had to wait until it was dark out because it's a creeper. So you got to watch it with all the lights off or play it with all the lights off. Sound bar cranked up, max volume, lights off in the house. But you'd be playing freaking Sly Cooper. Nope. And I'd be like, Jeffrey, Jeffrey, let's play Resident Evil. Waiting. Yeah. I was trying to chuckle both. We will be, and that'll be next week's spoiler alert. Next week's podcast is when Garrett finally isn't a bum and catches up. We'll be doing the slide two review. So for the gaming book club, for those of you who actually do give a crap about our older games that we play, slide two will be reviewed next week. So go ahead and play. <laughs> you got a week to beat it before we talk about it. But anyway, this is now the spoiler section, Resident Evil Village. Woo! So we can spoil the shit out of this game. We don't have to dance around on eggshells. If you are for some reason still listening because you like the sound of our voice and don't want to be spoiled, get the hell out. For those of you who don't care, either A or B have beaten and want to hear the frustrations or venting, stay tuned. All right. So before I forget my own brain, the one thing that I was going to say that I like about this game that I don't want to spoil is the playing as Chris Redfield part. I'm glad you didn't say that because people don't know that. Yeah, because that was a total surprise. Yes. And that is a welcome surprise. I mean, I haven't, I didn't, I don't think I've seen you play as Chris in other games. Like, I don't really know who Chris is, but I just think in general, it's cool that, spoiler alert, Ethan dies kind of. Yes. And then you switch over to Chris. To Chris. You like all of a sudden, then you're playing as him because Ethan gets murdered by Lady and not Lady Dimitri, Jesus, uh, Mother Miranda. Yep, gets his heart ripped out too. So, it completely like, yeah, he's probably dead. Yeah, so he like collapses on the ground and it goes to black and then it comes back and you're playing as Chris. And yep. I'm like, ooh, yep. I just think it's fun, very action heavy, a different perspective of like the same characters. And you do play as Redfield in the DLC for Resident Evil 7, not a hero, but this was like during main game. And it is very refreshing, even though action-y doesn't always vibe with Resident Evil. This was a satisfying action. Oh, yeah. When you're storming <laughs> the village and these motherfuckers that could, you couldn't beat before, you got a full automatic machine gun, you got a grenades airing from the sky, you got mortar strikes. Like, it feels good to be like, yeah, they're just clearing this village out. Like, yeah. Because, like, I was talking about that big, creepy, the big, creepy black uh, werewolf monster things. It was unkillable. When you were playing as Ethan, it was, if it got you, you were dead. Yep. And you just had to kind of sneaky, sneaky. Kind of mouse style, yeah. You had hide to around it. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, you like, instantly kill two of them as Chris. Oh, yeah. You just own them. Very satisfying. Yeah. I like that twist, too. I thought they were going to just completely keep Ethan being killed off. But I think, I don't know, I like the story explanation to me of what's it called, what they are, that they are just molded. The monsters, I mean, like Mother Miranda. Like the werewolfy people? In general, they're all molded. Demistreu is, they all are. They're See, all- when this game ended <laughs> and the credits rolled, I was like, all right, I need a explanation video. So they're all molded, and I like that they like went the back whole town? to no. All the monsters. The monsters were people that had molded injected into them, and instead of becoming the molded you see in Resident Evil Seven, they became werewolves. Why? Because I it was a different strain, I think, of the molded or well, something. Well, okay. So Mother Miranda worked with. Umbrella's founder, which I think is cool that they explain that and loop it back to the original yeah. Resident Evil and that, that they went good. their separate ways. He went on to make the T-Virus, which was the zombies in Resident Evil, mm-hmm. where she continued to work, which led to Resident Evil 7, the molded. Yeah. And you find out that she steals Rose because she wants to find a host for her daughter that she lost early on. Can I say that is one of my least favorite things in the game? Move on, woman. It's been a oh hundred years. <laughs> she lost her daughter in the Spanish flu. Yep. And for all this time, has been testing this these experiments on this on random innocent people and trying to find a host for her daughter, whatever that means. And 
like hasn't given up at this point. Like, I, like, that's what I don't agree with the and yeah, and she was younger too. The daughter it wasn't like she was a full grown. They spent their life together. Like she was a kid, I believe, when she passed, like under six. But yeah, it doesn't make sense. That was a I don't say plot hole. It's just poor explanation for for a yeah. hundred years. She'd be trying. Yeah, I like that was stupid. Of in like, the beginning, the it made point, sense. Like yeah. that, the whole point of this is that of that Ethan's daughter Rose was taken is because this lady has been trying to find the perfect host for a million years. Like that I thought was kind of stupid, but I did like the connection, like you said, to to Resident Evil 7 and how the molded and, you know, she was working with him. And and that Evelyn from Resident Evil 7, Evie, is one of her daughters, like looked like her daughter. She was just a failed experiment too. Yeah. And that's why she aged poorly and stuff. The perfect in the all the monsters in the game, the like the main four monsters, the doll lady, they were all considered quote unquote prime candidates. Okay, but is it explained as to why these like monsters like turn the way they are? No, it's just the reaction to it. Like I know the one, the villagers that are eh. Not prime candidate. Like special people get like, special transformations. Sense, but yeah. like, so she just like, I don't know. Like, why did the dude turn into like a fish monster? Yeah, I don't no, get that. They wanted diversity in their <laughs> monsters. That's on it. I'm like, why does I, the one guy control machine? I, like, I liked Heisenberg though because it shows you why he has a beef with mother miranda because he's like i didn't have a choice i was given this crap and he wanted to kill mother miranda for it because he didn't want these abilities he didn't want to be tested on he was forced against his will where demonstrate and the rest of them willingly did it it appears so it's like well it seemed like they all wanted to please mother miranda they wanted to be part of the family and Heisenberg was like, get me out of this shit, but he didn't have a choice. Because he was considered a candidate by her, so he was taken against his will and force because he could have, he had potential. And I like that dynamic that they're not all loyal followers to her. And that's kind of like why it shows you too, which I think is a cool twist. The mother Miranda wanted to wipe out her children because she didn't see them as perfect anymore. Like, okay, somebody needs to clean it up and rather do it herself. That's why she kept Ethan alive. And it's cool that she's the creepy granny at the beginning too, which I saw that twist. Like, and what did you think about that big twist, too? Because everyone knows this is in the trailer, too, but it's also the beginning of the game, and you were frustrated. They're getting read a creepy fairy tale, right? <laughs> Which doesn't seem like Mia from the game, like, from Seven. Like, she's reading it, and she's, no, it's like... No, it's creepy as hell. And Mia's like, oh, no, she's good with it. And she's reading this, like, horror story of a daughter being eaten and stuff, and it's, like... And Ethan's daughter like, getting this lost a- in the woods, and stumbling upon these creatures and this old russian heritage and that and she's talking on and on about it and i'm like i don't remember mia even bringing this up in seven not saying she isn't russian but jesus like i felt like they were moved here because of redfield not because of like where the lit where mia was talking no, it's she wasn't like it was saying that home. she was she was saying she was saying she was reading the story because it's like a a town like not for her, but like the town, like because oh, she was, remember history, she was like, yeah. yeah, she was like making the meal, and she was like, oh, it's like a recipe I learned from the locals here, like, so that's how that's why. Yeah, and then Redfield breaks in, shoots the shit out of Mia about a hundred times, takes you and Rose. Then Redfield's convoy gets attacked. Rose is gone, and then the story proceeds. Now, for the longest time. And it's good for Ethan to be angry. You think Redfield's a dick. Like, what the fuck? And you just assume it's because Mia was still infected or whatever. That Redfield clearly wanted Ethan alive and Rose alive. And then Miranda, when they're in the convoy, jacks him. Because she has her chance to get Rose. What did you think of the twist? And I love that. I actually personally like it. It's one of the highlights of the game for me. That Mother Miranda was Mia. And that she swapped. I think that's great. Because... I think we were supposed to believe that in the beginning, just like Ethan, as viewers, we're supposed to be like, what the hell? Like, Chris has gone psycho. You think he's being controlled or something? Oh, my God. Like, he just killed Mia. I can't believe this. And I was pissed because I was like, you know, the first five minutes of the game, Mia's dead. 
and you're and I'm like, really? So the whole game, the whole point of Resident Evil 7 now is pointless because Mia's freaking dead. So why do we bother saving her in the last game? Because I hate when movies do that, when, you know, the p- people get together and then they break up in the next movie. Like, I hate, just, it feels like a waste of time. So I was definitely happy that we learned towards the end that that was not Mia, but that was Miranda. And, and that Chris Redfield is still a good guy. And he knew that she swapped with her he at some point. He didn't go bad or anything. I thought it was going to be sinister that Rose was her daughter and that she got it on with Ethan. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like that Mia was gone for a long time. Like, But it was only recently. They could have. They could have gone that way. And I thought that's the route they it's were been going. Like a three or four year uh, gap since, gap, yes. since seven happened. Yes. And I like the twist of it. It's only a few months because you find Mia later in a jail cell. She is alive. Miranda. And it makes sense why Miranda kept her alive because she wanted to learn her mannerisms when she was. She wanted to study Mia. And Does so, it? Well. Does it? I think she even said she wanted her as a way to control Rose. To somebody that she can recognize. But wouldn't yeah. she just transform into Mia though and keep it going? But. Yeah, I mean, she was doing it at the house. Yeah, but you had the dad there. That's why you had Ethan. So maybe that's why she wanted a fail-safe plan to control Rose. Could be. And she said she kept Ethan alive to clean up her mess of all the other kids or the other creations. That's why she gave him early on to Heisenberg instead of Demistreo because she knew Demistreo would kill Ethan where she wanted Heisenberg. And it makes sense why Heisenberg was just messing with you and testing you, quote-unquote, so first it's like, man, Heisenberg's dumb. Why would he give you a chance to run away if he wants to kill you? But then you find out it's planned. Heisenberg wanted you to live and kill Demistreu and kill the rest of them. That's why he kind of toyed yeah, with you at first. Yeah, that makes sense. In the end, he obviously turns on you. But in the beginning, he but wanted to clean up But that was still not planned by Miranda. Like, she no. wanted him dead in the beginning, right? No, she wanted him. She said afterward, thank you for cleaning up my mess of the other three kids. I think oh. that's why she gave him to... That's why she was leading him on as the granny, because she could have killed him right then and there too, as the as the uh, oh, old yeah, lady. She old wanted lady. she only wanted to kill Ethan at the very end when all the four were killed. Oh, this is a long, this is a lot of effort by Miranda. <laughs> Jeez. Yes, from not giving up on a dead daughter for a hundred years to going but to different candidates to. I'm still a little confused. By so Miranda knew that Ethan was molded the yes. whole time. Yes, because they're all connected. But do you think Mia knew that? Yeah, she did. Because remember, and this is a for a discussion for people who don't know, it is revealed that Ethan is a molded, which is why he gets his arm cut off, which is oh, why I he gets stabbed it, in yeah. the face. That's is why he always seems to recover from everything. <laughs> Because he best, gets his hand cut off again in this game for this. That was the time. best part. He's trying to pull the lever and his hand literally gets sliced clean off. And then he literally just pops back on. It's like a cartoon. Oh, all better. In seventh one, he staple guns it and magically heals it too. So I'm oh. glad they explained that, but it's still a plot hole because one, how do his two fingers not grow back? Because he's missing two fingers. Well, that's what was confusing. Because then when it, they at the end, when they kind of reveal that he's molded and he's kind of like crumbling and he's like kind of turning black, like they do show that he has fingers missing. Like his fingers were missing the whole time. But then shouldn't like both of his hands be gone at this point? I'm pretty sure they were both cut off several times. The molded part makes no sense to me in the sense that. Because he's not molded his whole life. He was molded when Jack killed him, when he Falcon punched him in the face, that he broke his neck there. And we only learned this from Evelyn. Correct. The Mia knew this for a while because Mia said that he's special to Redfield, and Redfield's like, he's dead. I'm sorry. And Mia's like, no, he's not. You don't understand. He's special. And I, I, I was hoping to see that he was molded was a giant whale fart to me. Like, I like the twist, like you said, is playing as Redfield. I like the twist of who Heisenberg is, or not is, but how he's betraying people and stuff. Like, But I don't like the twist of who Ethan is, because I feel like special. I thought they were going to say he has abilities and stuff, but it's like, no, he's just the molded. It's like, well, if he was a molded, when he got vaccinated, wouldn't he have been cured of it like Mia? Because at the end of seven, he takes a vaccine, mm. I believe. Yeah. 
I mean, I don't remember, but I thought he did. He might not have, though. He might actually not have. That's right, because Mia got the vaccine, and the other one got injected. So he might not have been injected then. I don't know. I still don't like the twist, though, of him being a molded. Well, I don't like it because they reveal that as, like, a weird dream thing where you see Evelyn from the previous game, like, talking to Ethan, and it's, like, a weird cloud dream, and she's, like, telling him, laughing at him and tells him he's been molded the whole time. And that's when we learn that he's been molded since Jack killed him. But, like, I don't really like that explanation because they told it to us, like, in a dream. And then Ethan wakes up. They should have done it with Mia. When Mia was, like, Redfield, I got to so tell you So I don't really something. know. Like, you, you're not, like, convinced to believe Evelyn. No. But that's the thing for people is the molded are all connected via this thing called the mega whatever. It's, like, a giant heart. And that connects all the mold that they share like a conscious. That's how Ethan and Mia and all them knew. But Ethan didn't know this. You think it would have made more sense for him to have, him to have dreams like this throughout his adventure in 8. To Mother Miranda yeah. too. Because then it would make sense of, okay, they, they just didn't lead to it very well. It seemed like a cop-out to make him a molded. And... I don't know. I just didn't like the direction it went there. Well, I don't like that he actually does die in the end. I was going to say that too. What was your, <laughs> that was where I was leading it to. Is where do you think of him actually getting it in the end? Because so Mia because and Mia and like them escape freaking, and Redfield escapes, but it's literally Miranda. No, it's dies like a and, Titanic ending yep. of like of all of a sudden Ethan learns from Evelyn dream that he is molded and that he's actually dead and he's not like a real person anymore. And then all of a sudden he dies from that. I don't, I don't understand that. Like all of a sudden he, he like comes to his consciousness and that's what kills him because it's literally like the Titanic of like Chris is trying to get Ethan out of there so they can blow up the heart. And Ethan's like, nah, bro. I need to hang back and do this myself because I'm already toast. <laughs> and it's like, why? How, why are you already toast all of a sudden? Why is he like crumbling and can't walk all of a sudden? It's because when he's been said, alive yeah. for three or four years living with Mia totally normal. They say it's because Mother Miranda died and he he kind of killed himself doing that. But Mother Miranda wasn't the heart of the molded. The heart was. If the molded yeah. was destroyed, it would make sense. That heart was already blown up. Yeah. He would be weakened. See, that would make a better ending of Chris gets Ethan out of there. They're in the helicopter. Chris blows up the heart. And then when that happens, Ethan starts to deteriorate, like, in the helicopter. Matter, yeah, like, that would make more sense because that thing was supposed to kill all of the molded and, like, stop it all. I think if Mia, when she talks to explain to Chris, like... Ethan's special and then it cuts over to him being the dream sequence they should have just had Mia tell Redfield then and there what it is in terms of you the player get to see that because that would have been better having Mia explain it than the stream sequence yeah I agree but it was cool to see Evelyn again I was just I gonna just, say it, it was cool to see Evelyn like I like those little cameos but I think it was a dumb explanation yeah I do like how they tie it to Resident Evil 7 I do like how they tie it to the origins of Resident Evil how they broke apart. Like, I think that's all fan service, like you said, and really cool. But I think that's cool. I think the playing as Redfield part is cool. I think that is all done very well, but I don't think the ending, like you said, is particularly strong. And I don't like Ethan's fate. And it's not because, because Emma and I have already said, we don't like Ethan. We think he's an idiot, <laughs> but killing him off, you could have done it a different way. Like you said, a better way. Because at the end of the game, you see um, an older version, a teenager form of Rose, who you're assuming has special powers because they're all like, we need your help. So if you're assuming it's going to be more like a Resident Evil 6 5 now, where there's a super powered being that's helping them. And it's it screams to me that it's going to be more action y. Because at the end of the game, the cutscene plays, and then it's like, this is the end of Ethan's story. And I'm not as sure if I'm a fan of the direction of the series going that way. Because I'm like you. I like a more horror. It's kind of like a spinoff. I think the series now is going in a spinoff direction. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this would be a spinoff game, not Resident Evil 9, but it would be Resident Evil like Rose or something like that. Yeah. Like, or DLC. It could be too, for all we know. It could be DLC expansion of playing as Rose. It could be a DLC, but I feel like they wouldn't set it up to be so big. Nah, you're missing what the DLC is going to be. It's going to be. Uncle- I mean, they want to make money. They can make a whole game off of Rose. They could. It's going to be Uncle Joe Returns DLC. Oh, my God. Fighting gators in this. Where's Zoe? <laughs> yeah, dude, she's not in this game. Where's Zoe? He's going to be falcon punching werewolves and flipping guys through houses. And I'm almost like, I feel like that little end cut scene to Rose as a teenager. I think it's cute, but I'm also kind of like, eh, I don't, I don't really need to see what Rose is doing. I don't, I don't think I care. I think they want to flash forward because what they do is they solidify Ethan's dead. I think that's why they did it too. What's her visiting the grave and stuff. Oh my God. You never freaking know though. He could come out. There could be three more games of playing as like Rose and Chris Redfield. Leon will come back. Um, And and then like in four games, we'll have like randomly Ethan will come back. They'll be like, just kidding. I wasn't dead. (laughs) He could be Nemesis, but no, this game actually (laughs) takes place after Nemesis. But like, yeah, no, it, it, I agree with you. It could be like a spinoff direction. This does kind of feel like a final because they said this is the end of Ethan's story. I do like how they tie this back to the fairy tale. When you realize that the fairy tale being read is kind of very similar to what happens in the game. Yeah, that was cool. That the four monsters, credits. the daughter gets saved by the dad who dies burning the whole forest down. Like is a hint that they didn't want to reveal that part of the story because people might have pieced it together that Ethan's going to die. But then they realize, like, you realize yeah. the player, like, yeah, Ethan does what he's doing. You know, Mia gets saved. Which I'm glad because if they actually did perma kill Mia, I would have been pissed, like you said, because the point of the whole seventh game was to freaking get Mia. <laughs> That'd be so annoying. Honestly, if they killed Mia or Rose in this game, I'd be pissed. Yeah. Because I know I yell at Ethan for going after his family, but that's the whole freaking point of both the games. So if either of them died. Is there any waste. other parts you wanted to touch? Because we just touched a lot of story bits. The one, only one part before we go to our last break that I wanted to touch on was the one part I really do like of the game, which is the dollhouse. Because now we can talk more in detail about that. I like that it's a PT style of house. And I love the demented baby that's chasing you. The unborn fetus that That kind of looks straight like. Nasty. Straight up ripped out of PT. The one that you find in the sink but like 10 times bigger. But I thought that was creepy. That was a creepy game, like moment in the game. And I loved it though in terms of it was traditional. You hide in a bed. You hide in a closet. You just flat out book it. I kind of wish that lasted longer. Yeah, you don't, but you do. Yeah, it's I that whole section was fantastic. That's arguably my favorite part of the game. It's like, yeah, creepy red lights, the music. You can hear it calling. Ta-da! <laughs> oh, it's creepy. And it's like a mind fuck to you too. Be like, shit, is Ethan making all this up? Like, is Ethan really like, was Rose actually born? And it's like, you know. Especially when you're collecting pieces of her and stuff like that. Like, it messes with you. And I think that was the one part I liked. The other parts, we don't have to get into detail because Jimmy Strays is pretty straightforward. The daughters, once you figure out they can't go outside. You can't go outside, so you got to shoot the windows. Like, it was an interesting gameplay mechanic. Um, Yeah, the story was the main part I wanted to cover and you wanted to cover. And I think it ends up being on par with the twist of Seven of Evelyn being old. Like from seven, I mean the twist, and Mother Miranda being Mia. I think that was an equally good. Like, oh wow, I didn't see that coming. Like they've done a yeah. good job with those type of twists that make sense too and loop back. But just like Mia with the plot holes in seven, I think there's plot holes in this one too. Like, how does Jack not die when he gets two vaccines stuck in his face and comes back in the DLC to be fought again <laughs> for the 16th time? Like, it's like one of those things where they sometimes they don't follow their own rules. Yeah. Just for the sake of it, but I do like the ending in the sake of Redfield's part of it. I like Redfield's character arc in the end and stuff like that. I don't like, like I said, Ethan. I think, like you said, they could have sent him off a better way. I don't mind Rose being older. I think they want to solidify that he's dead and solidify that 
if they do another Resident Evil, it will not involve that type of story. It's going to be something different. Or they're going to do a new family to focus on or whatnot. It won't be this one. Yeah, it definitely seems like with that, if they go to a whole new game with Rose, it will be more like a like an army kind of vibe of Resident Evil 6 for people who know what I'm service. talking about. I think it would be Resident Evil 6 style yeah. vibes. End of the world type action heavy with monsters is what I think it would be. Devil May Cry almost like. But but yeah. Uh, we're going to go to break one last time and then when we come back we're going to cover our final thoughts and reviews. Put a score to it. What we think. And everything else that we forgot to talk about. No music this time. Welcome back, everyone. So we covered what we... Spoiler-free section. We covered the spoiler section of what we think of the story. Now it's time to give our final thoughts and summations. Emma, what did you think of Resident Evil 8 Village? And if you had to give it a score out of a 10, what would you give it? You go first. Uh, I liked it. (laughs) I thought that was only going to be your review. (laughs) Like we're doing horror sounds. Um, I'm trying to think of a number I would give it. Um, It's hard. I'm between two right now in my head. uh, Because you have to compare it to other games. That's what sucks. Yeah. Um, Because I'd probably give like Resident Evil 7 like a 9. But like what's a 10? I don't know. Some people would say there is no such thing as a 10. Some people don't believe in giving 10s, by the way. They don't believe anything's perfect. I'd probably give it like an 8. Because I did enjoy it. I was asking you to play every night, and you were like, ugh, fine, we'll play it. Um, Yeah, I like watching it. Um, But yeah. I liked other games more. This year, like in general, like horror games, you mean? In general, horror game. I'm I'm comparing it to horror games because that's what I was expecting from it. Um, and I'm not an actiony game person, so anything more action would get a lesser score for me. Where Resident Evil Seven will get a high score, Outlast gets a high score, Amnesia, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the same mindset. I honestly would give it an eight as well is my final score. And I was torn between an eight or an eight and a half. Reason being is I would give Resident Evil 7 also a nine out of 10. In addition, I compare it to other games of horror that I've given. Like to me, a nine out of 10 is also Resident Evil 2. I think Resident Evil uh, 4 is a nine and a half or better. Like I think those games are all nines or better. And I'm like, this game isn't as good as those games. So at the very, the best I could give is an eight and a half. And I'm torn between it. I think if they didn't have such cheesy dialogue or they fixed one or two things, it would have been easily an eight and a half solidified for me. But now I'm going to replay it too. And who knows, it might elevate back up to an eight and a half before we get to the end of the year. But I think a solid eight is where I come down on it too. Like as flaws, but it does a lot of things well. But compared to other horror games, like you said, like I don't think it's as good as Outlast. I don't think it's as good as um resident evil 7 i don't think it's as good as resident evil 2 which just came out a few years ago it's better than resident evil 3 in my opinion but i don't like it as much as some of the other horror titles it's being compared to and especially in its own series and unfortunately for games that's where it's going to get compared to is games within its series whether it's fair or not i think there were definitely like as somebody who (laughs) who doesn't play these games but is a backseat gamer like, there were definitely points in this game where I was, I don't want to say bored, but. You were checking the phone. Yeah, I was like, like, all right, I I don't care about this part. All right, I'm waiting until something exciting happens to pay attention again. Um, what, I did, what we didn't talk about was the last freaking Mother Miranda boss fight. We didn't because we didn't want to spoil it, but now we definitely could have. Because that was definitely part where I was like, all right. With her two-hit KO bullshit attack. I'm ready for this game to be over. And she's just a bullet sponge. There's so many enemies in this game that, at least on normal, not talking about easy mode, not talking about if you're a pro and use the Wesker revolver, you know, like, they're bullet sponges, a lot of these enemies. They take a shitload to kill. Well, I compared Mother Miranda boss fight to Dark Souls. 
because I've watched you play Dark Souls many a time, and it is those boss fights are you die however many times, you get a little bit further each time, get a little bit more to beating her to learn what you have to do and learn what her moves are, and like, and then you finally beat her. But yeah, and you're that almost was so annoying. It's frustrating because you're almost guaranteed to die the first time you fight her because it, that's yeah. a typical Dark Souls because you don't know her attack pattern. Yeah, you, exactly. That's the word, the pattern. Like you need to learn her pattern. When you get a sun, uh, sunny D sun to the face for the first oh, time. Oh, we're getting the fireballs. Go this way. Oh, it went pitch black. Keep running. Like yep. you definitely have to learn her her attack, so you know you're just gonna die a bunch of times. And as someone who's watching a game. That's really annoying. in a horror game. If you die repeatedly, it's not. Yeah, because it's not scary. The first time it goes pitch black, you're like, oh shit. When you die three times and it's the third time it goes black, you're like, all right, this is getting old, and it's just not fun anymore. Like I don't and, like I don't like boss fights where you die a million times. Or if you do, it's on you. Like I think there's some good boss fights, even in the game itself, that are done really well. I think Demistreu has a good boss fight. I think the fish guy has a good boss fight. I think the dollhouse boss the fight. The doll had a cool one. That was unique. Finding her and you were panicked. You were like, oh shit, what's real? What's not? Like, um, Heisenberg's is action heavy, but I like that one still too. Because yeah, he had a pattern, but you didn't get Mother Miranda's. I know what you mean. Like, at least once again, on normal difficulty, if you make a mistake with Mother Miranda, you're dead. And that's what it is. You could take two hits from her basically before being KO'd. So you kind of, and you only have so many health potions, at least by that point for me, I have one left, I think, at the end of the game. So I was only able to heal myself one. I could have bought well, up. I was pissed because you went to the Duke to get your, to, you know, get your supplies before the fight. We knew it was a final fight and you made yourself one freaking health potion. Because I was loading up on ammo. Why would you not? You had the I'm, stupid I'm money. I'm conservative, okay? To the very end, I'm a pack rat. I'm like, okay. This is the end of the game. You don't need to save your money anymore. You could have bought in, You could have bought 12 freaking health packs. There's people probably listening saying this dipshit. You could have just... I probably honestly could have bought like four... Uh, not revolver. Four... Uh, I forgot the name of the gun. The the strongest the gun in the game. Ammo the four right? ammos for that and killed her with probably four shots. But it's the fact of me being... Right. There is going to be somebody out there like, you dumbass. I should have just used the freaking Dirty Harry gun ammo. Like, that just would have one shot, like, two shot at her. But I was stubborn and tried to go through it. But I think we're both in the 8 out of 10 camp. I think for me, it's the same. It's not spoiling anything else. I think this is, right now, my game of the year. But it's also because there's not much else out. I was going to say, what else came out? Near, I am Pokemon not, Snap. Pokemon Snap did. And we <laughs> like that. I like Pokemon Snap. But it was like a seven, seven and a half. Um, Returnal's good, but not for everybody. That's in the... <laughs> still haven't been in that game. Um, yeah, exactly. Near could be. I just have to play Near all the way through. Near count, Replicant. Though, isn't that like a... It is a remaster, yes. Technically. That doesn't count. But... Yeah, games suck. So this one looks really good. It does. I mean, it would be good, but yeah, in a normal year, it wouldn't be a game of the year contender. But because this year is weak, which is kind of the first year of every console, happened the first year on the Xbox One, I believe, in PS4, my game of the year, and uh, my cousin's was Sunset Overdrive, which was a good game. Is it a game of the year game? Nope. But guess what? There was nothing else that came out that year. So everyone's like, well, it has to go to something. So I've got a question for you. Do you recommend a game like this to people who haven't played previous ones? Or is this just for Resident Evil fans? I would say for Resident Evil fans. And the reason being is they make too many. I say too. They make too many ties to Resident Evil 7. So at the very least, you should play Resident Evil 7. True. Because you could play Resident Evil 1. I know, haven't seen all of them. Yeah. You could play Resident Evil 1 and know who Redfield is and still not get the story of 8 because you need to know Evelyn and them. So you need to play 7. I know they you do a recap, but you need to. 
You need to know Ethan, really. like. And not even, okay, they do a recap in the beginning of the game if you want a video of it, but I would say play it. Like, it's not a long game. It's on sale half the time for 10 bucks now. And it's the gold edition that comes with everything. So that's a good question. I don't think first-time Resident Evil people should play this game. I think if you're going to think about jumping into this game, you should play Resident Evil 7 first, yeah. then play it. You know, but... But no, I think that's going to do it uh, for today's episode. Thank you to everyone for listening. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Apple Tunes. Apple Tunes. It sounds like apple juice. But no, you can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave a like, leave a review. It's how we help the show get better. Give us a five-star, man. I know, right? I've only seen one five-star on Apple Podcasts before anyone asked. That was not me who left it on myself. It was me. It was a- <laughs> My wonder view is comes from my wife. So I was like, Man, it was not me because I listened to it on the Anchor app. All your, all your freaking friends. Anybody who's listening right now needs to go to Apple if you listen on Apple. I don't do anything else. I just do Apple. So go to Apple and just click the five star. You don't even have to write anything. Just do the fifth star. If you like us, I guess. If you don't like us, fine. Well, even a negative review, I think, would help. <laughs> I mean, it gives you attention. So exactly. You it gives you just like dislike clicks on YouTube. It still helps. But we also have a Facebook page now. I'm going to start putting up more polls and stuff once I can figure out how to do more options because Facebook polling sucks and it's only two options right now. So, you know. Oh, I'm, Facebook. I'm trying to figure out more iTunes. But it's called Geeks Who Watch Football, obviously. In addition to that, you can also tweet at me. I am at MadTitan1018 on Twitter. Nothing Why new is reason. that your name? Well, my Twitter handle? At Mad Titan. Well, Twitter handles are always at, but me. Oh. <laughs> you don't know this. It's always an at for Twitter. <laughs> you can tell you're not a Twitter person. And then Mad Titan is Thanos. It's okay. called the Mad. You should know this. You've seen Infinity Who War. calls Thanos Mad Titan? It's in the com- If you type it in so Google comic right now. Nerds. Comic yes. nerds will understand your Twitter handle. Other people are like, what a weirdo. That's me. You're yeah. weirdo. Well, it is called Geeks Who Watch Football. So, yes, geeks will understand it. But At Mad Titan 1018. Yes. You yes. Got it. Once again, thank you to everyone for listening. <laughs> getting out of here since we're all getting overtired now. Thanks for listening, and I will see you guys in the next episode, whenever that is. <laughs>